0: You guys you know what time it is everybody has a price <laughs> welcome 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 to a new episode of the hot take wrestling podcast this is logan the machine aka old man logan all righty it's the trio to host with the most y'all know him as the other kg i know him as ken gardner
1: let me just say this It's black history month and i don't appreciate the fact that Reginald is basically a house boy.
0: Reginald, Reginald, Reginald. He is weekly entertaining and to that, much like I said when we were talking in the text last night, uh, they know this is Black History Month and that's why Reginald has made it his business to pop up anytime It's a Sasha Banks segment. So,
2: yeah. Don't, don't do that. Can we can we stop calling him a house boy, guys? Please, please stop. Reginald
0: for rookie of the year, twenty twenty one.
2: Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. All righty. And that other voice you hear,
0: that hater over there, he's hating on Reginald right now. Is producer extraordinaire. Works down on the uh, the sound and mixing and mastering the sound effects and what have you. The music we're going to use for each episode. Mister Joe
2: Freelon in the his house. Stop. I'm not hating on Reginald. Okay, he's Somalia. Not like some hate, man. I'm just saying. No, we, but let's stop calling him a houseboy. Let's stop calling him that. Of all things to call him, let's not call him that. Like, let's shy away from that one. If we want to say, we, we could say, you know, maybe he, he's, he's a botcher. He botches a lot.
1: He does. But, you know, he's relatively new. So, Reginald Re- Re- is Samuel Jackson, Django with more personality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I brought at this point. Let's it. Gotta, I can't even. I don't even have any words for that. I have no words. I have no words. Hey, man. Hey, man. You know. Carmelo Carmella, uh-huh. is Carmelo. Carmelo is his Calvin King. All right. Well, at this point, this has gotten too far now because
2: now we're calling Carmelo Calvin King now with the whole Django thing. This is now too far.
0: Hey, shout, shout out to Carmelo who was looking great on SmackDown. Last.
2: And now we're recovering. Here we go, that's better. Okay, now we're, now we're getting into something here. KG, something positive, let's go. Okay, nothing
0: um, about little
2: Corey
1: Grange. Uh Okay, um, more something positive. Silhouette entrance is very entertaining, there you go. I know it sounds like I'm being monotone and I'm being sarcastic, I'm being serious, so. <laughs> Are you talking about a Silhouette Challenge? No, I'm talking about Carmelo Silhouette Challenge. I said the entrance is fire. I'll give her that. Oh, I thought she. Uh, I'm I, I thinking you say she did one on TikTok. Like oh that. no, I don't know. I don't. I don't. So Carmela did. It's it. hard. It's it's difficult for me to get into all that because uh, Bailey don't join the bus challenge. I don't care. It's, it's I mean, does it?
0: Does not Carmela do a silhouette challenge every time she goes to the ring?
1: Technically, yeah. So, oh, I'm
0: just saying. I think TikTok owes Carmela a little money, man. I I think the case can definitely be made. That TikTok stole the
2: silhouette challenge, from Carmella. I don't yeah. feel like we're on the right path. Like, I yeah, like, but at the now, same
1: time, like Carmella kind of owes money to like Iggy Azalea because, let's face it, their old theme is basically rip off of Fancy. I feel like
2: right now <laughs> it's being very misogynistic, and I also—that's like- not being misogynistic. Okay. We just ha, talked about the, we just props. talked about the whole entrance of Carmela doing the silhouette challenge, and then we went from Reginald being a houseboy. None of this stuff is like stuff, you know what? It correlates though. Have at it's, it. Is Reginald not Carmela's assistant? Have at it. Just have at it, guys, because this 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 is getting intense. Just have at it. I can't I can't even I can't even call it no more. Have at it. Just. Happy
0: Valentine's Day to our listeners that you know
1: celebrate that with their girlfriends or boyfriends. You know. Let me just say this: I don't understand why like people need society to tell them one day a year to be nice to their significant other. Just saying. <laughs> now would I now would I show up and be handed? No, but just saying at the same time, like show love for everybody without having a day, society telling you.
0: So what you're saying is is the future Mrs. Gardner
1: doesn't have to hit you with nothing on Sweetest Day at all. I mean, she should expect to be surprised without any like ulterior motors long machine watching like Hayden ass Oprah Winfrey who doesn't like black men. So, <laughs> How did we get there?
2: How did we get
1: th- I don't know. Let's, let's let's go let's go into the week that was. Um take over Vengeance Day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no words and not, spice. <laughs>
1: um uh, take over Day. That was from top to bottom, it was a great card, guys. Uh, I can't say any bad thing about any of the matches. Uh, by far, my favorite match of the night, though, was definitely Johnny, Johnny Gargano defending the NXT North American Championship against Kushida. Uh, according to your boy Meltzer, gave it 4.75. I don't know why he didn't get the four or five stars, and that's neither here nor there. Uh, from Just the amount of counters they were doing to everything. They were trying to finish each other off, whether it be submissions. Uh, whether it be setting up for submissions even, like just the, even the beginning sequence of that match, how they just, it's a chess match in a sense. Uh, Tim, what would you think of that match? I
0: got to tell the wrestling fans, man, I, I apologize. I've, 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 I have I've failed y'all this week. I haven't been able to watch TakeOver. Uh, I've heard a lot of great things about it. NHT even got a boost in the ratings as a result of a great pay-per-view from what I've heard um but yes kg i must humbly admit i did not get a chance to
1: watch the greatness that was takeover vengeance even after they brought it back it's okay though joe what'd you think yo are
2: we talking about the match can i talk about all of t- Oh, t- you can
1: talk about whatever you want i was just speaking
2: of that match for now okay two things two things that two things that uh well no three things johnny gargano johnny johnny Gargano as the MVP of NXT and I don't want to hear nobody else say about anything else. Like not a thing about anything else. Nothing. That match was amazing. Um, he's made, uh, what's the dude, what's what's Buddy's name? And, and Austin Theory. Austin, Austin Theory, relevant. Like he's made him a big deal. He's helped him develop his character. He's made Andy Hartwell awesome. He's, his wife was already awesome. That That's not a worry about Secondly, MSK is dope. And I'm happy they got the win. I don't think they deserved it. I think Grizzle Young Veterans should have won that match. That sorry. is one take. That was
0: one question. I'm glad you brought that up. I was gonna say, do you think Grizzle Young Veterans should have got the W this particular tourney, uh, as as opposed to
2: MGK receiving it? Yeah, yeah, because MSK, MSK is good. MSK, I said MGK. I'm sorry. MSK is good. They're gonna be good. But like Grizzly Young Veterans, that's the this is the second championship match in the Dusty Rose classes that they lost in a row. They were due because they were they were whooping holes ass. They were due. Um, and I love MSK and I call them and they're the rascals to me because that's what they were at Impact. They were the rascals. Um, but I think they're, I think it's too quick. It's too fast because where do they go from here
1: at this point? I think they, they kind of made a mistake in a sense because when you have heel tag team champions, you could do the one-offs, but you're not going to be going to a full-on feud, and maybe that's what they were setting up for. That's why yeah. I thought Ciampa and Dar- uh, not Champlin and Timmy Batch were going to win the tournament. But I guess they don't want to keep on making these makeshift teams win tournaments because if you think about it, uh, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe won the tournament. Uh, Finn, uh, the Bruiserweights or Broserweights, which were a made-up tag team at the time, uh, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle won the, cha- uh, the tournament. So, maybe they don't want to keep doing that. Maybe that's why they, but I agree. It's just maybe that's why they shouldn't have did the switch so soon to, and maybe that's why they should, maybe they should have put Grizzle Young Veterans with Pete Dunne. Maybe they just pulled the trigger too fast by flipping Oni and Danny Burch to being heels. Maybe, maybe Grizzly Young Veterans should have won a tournament and beat Breezango. And then that's when they should have just aligned them with Pete Dunne, which would have made more sense because they have both, all of them have that U.K. connection.
2: That's, I get, yeah. yeah, I get that. Like, I totally understand that. My thing is, is that now you're going to put them, I'm assuming that they're going to put them at NXT U.K., and then they're going to, like, make them basically just devour the whole division, and then they're going to take over there. But I just think they would do with this one. Uh, not to go, not to harp over the question. Thirdly, Adam Cole is back this Adam Cole is finally back and they have put him they made him dormant. They've made him small time and they've made him like be quiet. Now this this Adam Cole is going to cut scathing promo is going to give us amazing matches. Mark my words bro. He is about to kill like he's about to like so you give me Finn and Pete Dunne. Kyle O'Reilly's now main event player or whatever. It's going to be something to watch. I suggest that you watch NXT closely. Because if NXT gets a takeover, and if it's Finn versus Adam Cole, and Kyle O'Reilly in a a three-way match, that's my CTV, bro. You need that, bro. You need that. You need to watch that. Gotta watch that. If 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 it's set up that way or whatever, heel Adam Cole, to me, is the best Adam Cole. Not tweener Adam Cole. Full on heel. Hurting people, I don't care. I don't like people. I don't want friends. That's the best I can call. Period. Now, question: We do have one carrying
0: cross out there in the mist. What happens with that? Because, I to me, you know, I, I, he's kind of like the monster heel, I guess, in NXT. Um, and he's made it apparent that, you know, he he's gunning for the NXT championship as well. So does that culminate into possibly even a fatal four-way? Because you still got Tommaso, you got Timothy Thatcher, you got uh Keri Cross, um, Adam Cole, and Kyle Riley. You you have if this is what the heavyweight, you know, title pitcher looks like right now in NXT, you talking about some amazing matches
1: getting ready to take place. Well, see, this is the problem where it's like you, they're always giving the main roster these rubs, so to speak. Um, they could have did Elimination Chamber with NXT. Um, they could have... That
0: would have been... Oh, man, that would have been...
1: Yeah. Uh, just because Karen Cross never lost the championship, he had to give it up because of his separated shoulder. Um yeah. I think what they're going to do is because Pete Dunne also pin Finn Balor this weekend that six-man tag yeah. um, so I think what they're gonna do is possibly a fatal four they're either gonna go with a fatal four-way I don't know if we'll get a rematch if we get a rematch maybe it'll be on NXT TV with Pete Dunne and Finn Balor who also killed it on Sunday with their match um, yeah. if, so we'll possibly get that on TV and then um maybe or we'll get a fatal four-way at the next takeover which would be WrestleMania weekend um, I don't know so it'll probably be rest, uh, take over Tampa Bay. Uh, that's that's the one, like, X-Factors, what where, where is carrying CrossFit, And that's why I was suggesting a couple episodes ago. Maybe they should have – because Edge didn't need to win the Rumble to get a title shot. His resume speaks for itself. He never – once again, another guy, even though it was 10 years ago, he never lost his championship either. So you could have just set yeah. it up where he had maybe entered the elimination chamber. Uh you know how SmackDown's doing it where the, the winner faces Roman that same night. Maybe you could have had a screw where Jay screws him over and then, you know, Ed somehow gets back into the title picture. Because that second match probably isn't going to be that long in the first place. Because whoever comes out of the chamber, I can't imagine them going more than 10 minutes against Roman. Uh, with that being said, uh, I'm I'm thinking maybe carrying Cross because they're running out. And I, I heard a rumor they don't have an opponent for Drew. Uh, I think Karen Cross might get Drew McIntyre WrestleMania here.
0: Oh, ooh, because
1: they Because what? Who else is lined up for Drew on Raw? If, if Edge does indeed, you know, they stick with the plan of him challenging Roman. That's the rumor that he's challenging there, Roman. So,
0: yeah, there, there's there's nobody left to, uh, for him on Raw. We've done the returning king. Thank God we got the Goldberg getting out of the way. Um, Thank God. Yeah, there's no can't unless you go. Uh, I always call him Joe's favorite name, uh, Punishment Martinez. Unless you go Damian Priest, I just I don't think Damian Priest is ready for that spot
2: just yet. Punishment Martinez is not ready for that yeah. spot. Not, not saying they're they to have a good match. Not they saying they fight. can have a good match. Ring of Honor already, but it's not. But it's it, it's not the same height. Like yeah. Martinez was like on a roll in Ring of
1: Honor. Like now it's but,
0: like but carrying right. carrying Cross versus Drew McIntyre.
1: Well, plus I think uh, Damian Priest is going to be in that tag match with Bad Bunny against Miz and Morrison. That's true. That's true.
0: I think that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Go ahead, Joe. I, I'll ask it that.
2: I think that the carrying cross thing is probably in the works because. They don't have anybody now. If you want me to be honest about what I think WWE is going to do, they're going to ruin Drew McIntyre's whole year by bringing back Brock Lesnar. I've heard um, that rumor too. They're
1: probably
2: going to, and they're probably going to do it like right before WrestleMania, and then all of a sudden it's going to be like no build, no aunt, no hype or anything. Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE title again. And you know what? If I was WWE, honestly, I would have Brock Lesnar lose because at this point, I'm changing the landscape of Raw or SmackDown. Huh? Right. Because now the focus is now going to be on. I'm going to bring Alex to Black back. I'm going to bring back. Um. I'm going to. I'm to bring up some people from NXT. Like even you. Even if you bring back like a Kerry Cross. Huh? Who's already won the title and really doesn't need to do anything with it. Like, even if been, he's, because I think he's raw already. Because his gimmick with Scarlett is just, it's just that. Like, you don't need to change his character. You make him the badass that he is. Do not change his name to Cross. Or oh, oh, you know the change is coming. Don't change his name to Cross. You know carry it's coming. Cross, Machine. I'm, I'm talking I'm, to you. Don't change his name <laughs> to Carrion Cross. I mean, Cross. I'm still waiting on him to change Damien Priest's name. The priest?
1: No. So it's, it's, it's either going to be Damien, is Damien it's either going to be Damien or it's going to be for well, I me mean, because he only has two options to shorten it. I can definitely see him like do doing priest. Uh,
2: I can definitely I see know. him doing priest. But, but, at yeah. this point, but at this point, the landscape of RAW has to change now because you have to introduce new characters. So now it's going to be one of those things where like, I'll take the loss of view viewership to be able to create something long term that's going to be good if I just work on character development. For example, the Keith mm-hmm. Lee thing that people were talking about, with him facing the um, check, which we're gonna get to later. What if it's, what if it's like, that's in the bag too, like that's in the back pocket, if worse comes to worst, like if they can't get Carrion, they can't do Brock, it will just be Keith Lee probably versus Drew McIntyre again, in a more extreme setting, probably where he's now involved with the Hurt Business and then the Hurt Business might take all the gold. That is a far-fetched thing, strong
1: possibility. Um, That would be nice, though. I don't think it's too far-fetched. I would just say this, Uh, if you're going to bring Brock back, I don't need Brock do it again. If you're going to bring Brock back, either give me Brock versus Keith Lee or do the title changed on Sunday and give me, at WrestleMania, give me Brock and Bobby Lashley. This Bobby Lashley, like her business Bobby Lashley, not the smiling Bobby Lashley that came back. Absolutely, KG. Absolutely. One of those two, just that's all I need i don't need brock in the world Title picture anymore.
0: because bobby been on a tear these last couple of yeah. weeks the way they've been having a ragdoll uh riddle basically anybody that uh the hurt business has come up against uh if brock comes back that's really the only match which i really want to see i don't want to see on. it
2: see. that's that's it. that's it
0: that's the only match i think on the table for a brock lesnar right now at this point um it's I, I'm gonna go ahead and say they dropped out the
1: ball with Keith Lee. Keith Lee should have gone to SmackDown. Keith Lee should be who Roman Reigns is facing at WrestleMania. They could have went that route and they hinted at it. Um it's a virus series 2019 when they did the whole thing when they bumped the face with each other. And that's what, I what I'm saying. Been, yeah. I've been fine with that. I'm even fine with him on Raw. It's just they haven't mismanaged him. It's more on the lines of I think they're trying to do, like, a slow build type thing. So maybe he gets the U.S. title this Sunday. And maybe that's what it is. Uh, I think they positioned him well. They haven't. I don't think they really dropped the ball too bad with him. I see what you're saying with the SmackDown thing. It's just, I think is where does he fit in had they put him on SmackDown. Because to SmackDown, the show is more well-written. So maybe his character would be better. But they have so many people that you sac- You would be sacrificing others because if Keith Lee's on SmackDown, maybe Cesaro's not getting pushed right now. But my thing is, is if you do, if you do Keith Lee versus
2: Roman, right? I think you. I think that's WrestleMania 38 when you can actually push him, when he can actually be a part of the Royal Rumble, and you can actually see a decent build. I think right now it's too soon. I, think that's
0: too- I don't think so, bro. Because like Kenny just said, that was two years ago. Survivor Series Night 2019. Uh, As far as placement-wise, they could have placed them in the same regard as they did on Raw because when I say they dropped the ball, I'm just saying in terms of how they've utilized them. They haven't placed them to make him look weak or anything because they injected them right into the main event picture. They put him up against uh, Randy Orton from the jump. You don't just do that to somebody you think is a chump. But the Keith Lee, that, that shit was magic when you had him and Roman across with each other. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the crowd is going crazy. You know, this sure. heel Roman versus uh, Keith Lee that's on the come up and you actually utilize him properly. Like they didn't change his entire move set on Raw. He doesn't do nearly any of the things that he used to do in the ring and NXT. I just think he would have had a little bit more creative freedom and uh, the push would have been. And then, even if they didn't, let's just say they didn't go with him versus Roman. Big E versus uh, uh, Keith Lee, to me, that's that's the main event match. I want to see that.
2: That's must see, too. That is must see, too.
0: You know what I'm saying? That's must see. You know, uh, Keith Lee versus a, let's see who else they got over there. Um, and this is probably what will end up happening if it isn't Brock. Because let's face it, Brock would have to pop up tomorrow night if he was going to be part of WrestleMania. He'd have to pop up literally at the end of that WWE Championship match and attack uh, Drew after that match, because I see Drew retaining. But uh, that would have to happen for that, just to piggyback on what you said about that joke. But just with Keith Lee, I think Raw, I mean SmackDown, it would have been a little bit better use. He could have had a program, real quick program with, with, with Corbin. I know, you know, we make jokes all the time about Corbin and you know why is he getting pushed, blah blah blah. But you know that could have been entertaining. You know, Corm another big guy versus that big guy. He can take that move set that that Keith Lee has, and you don't have to take stuff away from it. And it could have worked.
1: We'll but probably that's get. Me. That's just We'll me. probably get Keith Lee and Strowman at Mania, honestly, for the U.S. title. That'll probably be what up ends up happening.
2: Honestly, it probably it probably it probably be one of those things where that's probably accurate, um, because I think with with Drew. Not with Drew. With uh, Riddle. They kind of want to put him somewhere and put him in the mix of being able to do that type of thing. The problem mm-hmm. is with Keith Lee is NXT is for the fans. Strictly for hardcore wrestling fans that love wrestling. Okay, That's who watches see. Mm-hmm. SmackDown and Raw is for the casual fan who really doesn't know anything, but they haven't really made it so that Keith Lee is relatable to someone like who doesn't watch wrestling all the time. Because when they see how big he is, they expect him to do big man shit. Exactly. Is, is that when they change his moveset, just like you said, that the casual wrestling fan, seeing a big man do that type of stuff, the way they did saw Taker do like the suicide dives back in the day or anything like that or whatever, like that changes the dynamic of what a big man can do. Absolutely. And to the machine that, turns casual wrestling fans off, but it doesn't. It just changes the casual wrestling fan to either a hardcore wrestling fan or just someone who enjoys the highlight of it all. And I think that's what the problem That's what the problem is. When they take away Keith Lee's ability to be agile and to be kind of um, a high flyer, you're ruining the things that he does better than any other big man. At this point, you're telling Keith Lee, who is hella athletic, to be Otis not the yeah. and that's not fair like none of that is fair or, or needed and necessary at all because why are we why are we telling someone to turn themselves down to be a better version of who they need to be when it's not the case. Yeah he, Keith Lee is what six three, six four, six mm-hmm. two yeah let him let him be great. Like let him be great at this point. At this point I think the main thing that we should really focus on at this point is that WrestleMania might part one part two might be fucking awesome. Like all those nights might be awesome. And and if it gets to be like crowd crowd involved as well, let's just call it a night. WrestleMania's gonna WrestleMania's gonna make a huge comeback tonight. Because part one of WrestleMania is gonna be good. Part two of WrestleMania is gonna be damn good as well. But um I don't for like I haven't heard anything about Brock for a while, so that's probably most likely when he'll pop up at the end of the match tomorrow. And just yeah, everybody. And and then you'll see Paul come out of nowhere.
1: Huh. Uh Yeah, the rumor I heard a few months ago was supposed to, It was supposed to be Keith Lee, Brock And Drew and Triple Threat That's the rumor I heard um, But Nothing's really set in stone With that being said, speaking of uh, stand on Raw I didn't see this live But I heard about the whole pentagram thing With Alexa Bliss, who's been killing it And uh, You know, potentially, yeah Potentially talking about the Fiend coming back uh, I guess is the devil I don't know so, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like maybe Orton and Bray are so pissed at the lackluster match they had four years ago at WrestleMania 33 that they're trying to do this right. Uh, we'll probably get a cinematic match, I, I would assume, this time around. Yeah. yeah I mean... I, I like the feud. I'm not like, expecting five-star quality match, but I, I like the feud <clears throat> itself.
2: Yeah, I, I think it depends on who you have directing it. Like, I think um, people say that Triple H was very closely involved with the uh, Boneyard thing along with Bruce Pritchard. So it doesn't get too hokey. Yeah. The thing about it, when you do the House of Horrors match or whatever, and you tell them to do the House of Horrors match. Oh, I
1: forgot about that trash here,
2: right? You know what I'm saying. So, like, that's like, like, like people are forgetting. break can go in the ring. He faced the Undertaker. You okay. Like, Right right when the Undertaker really needed it the most. That match with him and Bray, where like after he had like I think he had like a shit match with uh the- Brock Brock. He had that he had that it mm-hmm. was fucked up for a little bit, but then he came back, fought Bray, and they had a good ass match. Like it was a good ass match. Like it was really good. Like Bray can go. So you can you can use him in the ring, and then the next year after that, they had him and Randy do this weird cinematic ass
1: shit in the ring. And I was like, bro, what the fuck is that? Uh, I'm gonna go off topic real quick for ten seconds. People give Rock a lot of crap, right? All these part time, he he only wants to do this, that, and the third. That was Saker's last good match in terms of singles matches. That Hell in a Cell in 2015. But back on top of Tim, what do you, or Joe, if you, I don't want to cut you off if you want to finish. No,
2: that's actually his last quality good ass match. Like his last good ass wrestling match. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Because after that, their questionable decisions and, you know, the
0: guys, question
2: for you really quickly.
0: Uh As it pertains to the NXT championship, now last WrestleMania, we saw Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the NXT Women's Championship take place on WrestleMania. Do you, think, Charlotte. <laughs> do you think it's a possibility that NXT championship can be defended? on WrestleMania <clears throat> as opposed to that WrestleMania weekend takeover?
1: Um, I think it could be just because they're doing a two-night WrestleMania event. But with that being said, what's your main attraction for NXT takeover if you put the NXT championship on there? I think the reason why, part of the reason why that happened was because of the pandemic mm-hmm. last year. So if there was a takeover Tampa last year, the women probably would have... Maybe to substitute Charlotte and Rhea being a WrestleMania, maybe you would have got the women's tag titles defended. Because, I mean, you would have just gotten basically, who would the championship time, was it? I can't think at back time, that far. Was that the Kentucky Warriors at that time? Yeah, it was. You probably got the yeah. Kentucky Warriors maybe in like a triple threat or something against an NXT tag team, and maybe a tag team from SmackDown. Maybe that would have been like the main women's attraction. With that being said, I don't think they'll do that, like I said, just because if they're bringing fans, well, because NXT technically has had fans at the Capitol Wrestling. Like, it hasn't been full capacity, obviously, but I don't think they'll do that just because... Unless you sell O'Reilly and Cole as the grudge match is the main event, they could do that. Joe, what do you think?
2: Uh... I think, the, and I think one of the reasons why it was Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley was just because they were really trying to do that merger with USA too. Where NXT was on USA for a while and they were trying to make that a big deal. Um, but the NXT Women's Championship, I feel like you can do so many things with that just because it's all nice. Thank you, baby. And it's all uh, one of those things where it depends on what you really want. Like if you want, honestly, if you want a five star match with Io, you can pick four people it and they'll be good. If you just want to to get the match that's most entertaining, you mm-hmm. put in a, a three way or four or a faded four way. Mm-hmm. But anybody you put EO with, okay. hell, you can, bro. You they got options. Like they, they got a lot of options. Like you can you can push EO against uh, Rhea if you wanted to and just make that like a grudge rush. You can push EO versus Tony Storm. Um, hell. Eo e- versus this is far-fetched. Eo versus Dakota Kai is something I really want to see, like a real, like long-winded, thirty-minute match with Eo and Dakota Kai. I think that would be awesome. Um, but the NXT women's roster is actually getting bolstered. I don't know who this person was that was wrestling on NXT, but they introduced her, and I and I and I'm so sorry that I don't remember her name, but she was awesome. She was awesome that night. The
0: women's roster, before you finish, Joe, the women's roster on NXT, that is the premier women's roster in wrestling, period. At least to me. Like, that's how good it is. That's how they're loaded. They're utilizing all of them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some you could, you could make cases for, for them to use them a little bit more. But, man, it's... Hands down, it's the best women's roster. I, I dare you to find one that's better.
1: It's almost Zoe Stark. That was her name.
2: Zoe? You said Zoe Stark? Yeah. Okay. If you guys get a chance, go back and watch her match from NXT and watch her finisher. Yo. Yo. Like, one, she looked impressive. Two, she looked like she could really go. Um, And. The thing of it is is like you have so many pieces that you can involve with this where it's like it's not a hard thing. And I appreciate you with the NXT women's thing, because I feel like that's a great segue for my next thing. KG, can you do me a favor and bless us with the uh, jazz music please? So I can give this N W Yes, chase the music right there, a little intro right there. Uh this Special dedication uh, goes out to um, someone that I'm actually a, a really big fan of uh, just because, one, I feel like she doesn't get the credit that she deserves in Impact because we, we talk about uh, obviously um, Russell Bay uh, that was over there. Yeah, Peraza. We talk about Peraza. Um, we've also Tessa hi- Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard. And then we've also highlighted. Um, Jordan Grace. But the women's champion over there was Taya Valkyrie. Okay, Taya Valkyrie, who was actually married to um
1: Johnny Nitro. Or I'm sorry. What's his name? John Morris. I know what you meant. John Morrison. <laughs> anyway. He's um, he's a man, he's a he's a John of many names. He's a
2: John of many names. Many surnames. many surnames. Many surnames. But no but but honestly, bro, like he's like she's 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 one of those people that like, okay. So Imagine Natalya, right? I'm putting Natalya's moveset with the ability to do the same thing EO does, and then add in the fact that she's a powerhouse like Raquel. That's 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 Ty Valkyrie, bro. She's that good. She was good. She was good at Lucha Underground, where she was amazing and she was a champion for a while. She was also good, um, on Impact. She was hella good on Ring of Honor the whole time at that point. So, her getting here. Is now just going to be a combination of how good she really is, and she's actually good on the mic as a heel. She's really good on the mic as a heel, or whatever because Jordan Grace and her had hella matches, and Jordan Grace was barely surviving, barely surviving. And we've all seen Jordan Grace wrestle. We know what she does. We know how much of a powerhouse she is. Tayve Valkyrie's the same thing. And I don't even know if they're going to use her same name, but the WWE NXT came up when they got Tayve Valkyrie because now you got another staple in women's division. I kind of want her to sign with AEW because I hate it, but. I pretty much figured it wasn't gonna happen just because you want you kind of wanna go where you can cement your legacy and kind of be around people that, that could challenge you or whatever. And I think that's why she did sign with NXT the way she did. However, Taya Valkyrie is our WCW, ladies and gentlemen, and there is no debate. She is gonna be GOAT, cool. she's gonna be good, she's gonna be awesome so long as the machine does not bust this up. Don't touch her.
1: Let her NXT. Yeah, she was the longest reigning impact women's champion of all time. Uh, also. Uh, in that same vein, talking about like the the women's division, I can kind of see why she chose WWE over AEW because like they don't even really give their women a lot of time. Um, for whatever reason, I'm not going to get into that because sometimes you, you, you might think that people aren't talented and they're just not getting time. So, um, they have a you lot know. of them
0: on uh, AEW Dark though, don't
1: they? They they do, but that's it just that's it's practical. just one of those things that's like why that's why everybody can't think the grass is always greener let's leave WWE because there are numerous people that are not featured on AEW TV weekly like Scorpio Sky is the, the guy that glares at me where it's like how the hell is he not on like I haven't seen him on Dynamite even though I'm a few episodes behind. I haven't seen Scorpio Sky on Dynamite in a full on singles match. In months, It's been a minute. And that's a travesty. Huh. Yeah, it's been a while. I dude. would say
0: the last time I saw him was the TV match he had with Cody. I think he had a match after that, but just
1: me Maybe Spears. against... He? Yeah, he did after that. It, I think it was against Sean Spears. Once again, uh, grass isn't always greening. Like, I know he's been winning on AEW Dark, backing up the, the, the victories. But, oh yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Because uh, outside of Ray Phoenix, I always... Singers those phrases, but Scorpio Sky is not out there as far as being underutilized. That's their. Bye. I think, I think, I, think I, I agree with you, but
2: Scorpio Sky is probably in their top 10. Skip making games just go in the ring. Like it's him and a couple other people, in Scorpio Sky is being underutilized that view. But at the same time, they are putting him in a podcast that they're pushing on there on TNT as well. So they're kind of trying to make him his personality shine a bit more for like the. Indie wrestler fan or whatever, like he's not with SCU as much anymore, which is a sad thing too, because I think mm. that enhances his character. Um, but they haven't used him, and since Kenny Omega, and since his merger with Impact, the merger with ROH, and what they're trying to do with New Japan or whatever, expanding their roster the way it is, I don't know how AEW is going to do it because it's because people need TV time, and AEW yeah. Dark is is a great launching pad for like practice, but that's all the. That's mostly when the women get to do like twenty minute, twenty five minute matches, and most of the time, there's so many botches they're like, let's just cut down to ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Hell, uh, Taya Conti or whatever is killing over there in AEW Dark. She's actually really good. Like, she's like, you know, she's she's kicking her ass over there. Now she's not gonna be a title shot because you know she can't talk in the ring. So yeah,
0: that's why they add her with Anna Jay. Yeah. Or, why they have her with Anna J.
2: But yeah, shout out to Anna J. By the way, shout out to Anna J. By the way, she, um, mm. uh, mm. but yeah, right? you, like, <laughs> you're a dad. Mm. Did, you know,
0: before we before we move past,
1: uh, uh, you know, what will we do well, with the takeover?
0: But see, uh, here's
1: the thing with SCU is like, why, why they were sorry to cut you off, Tim, but why they were, um, doing that whole thing where Eddie Kingston and the family were kind of, like, slowly breaking apart. Why wasn't SCU feuding with them? Like, I get that they're trying to break Scorpio Sky away from Kazarian and, and uh, Christopher Daniels, but why weren't they doing anything with him against SCU? That would have been a decent little undercard feud. And I think they want to transfer – they want to uh, do a transfer with Christopher Daniels where he's
2: more so – Or even Team Taz. Go ahead, though. You say you're in – They want to transition him to, like, more so along the lines of, like, Backstage, you know how they did like, like Jerry,
1: Jerry Lynn,
2: yeah, like they did with Pitt. Finley, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, you kind of want to, um, you know, like he, like, he can still go in the ring, but like, he's even saying he's like, My, he's like, my years of doing like those long matches, just like an impact and everything up there behind me. I don't got like that, you know what I'm saying? So, we'll see what happens.
0: It's kind of like what Joe was kind of hinting at a second ago, you know, while it's, it's good that they're doing this territory-style thing where you're getting, like, invasion angles from Impact. We're probably going to see some New Japan people pop up. Uh, well, we have seen some New Japan people pop up, you know, and now we're we're looking at uh, adding who else? Maybe A. You know, it's, it's one of those things where the more we go down that road, uh, you know, roles are being taken from guys that's on the active roster. So, you know, this is one of those things, while it's good, it can backfire too. And it's just kind of like, they've they got to find that good balance, you know what I'm saying, to, to give that storyline chunk of meat that it needs to really, you know, simmer and come out the way you want it to come out. But, you know, like we just got to pointing out, man, it's a lot of talent that we're not seeing as a result. You know, yeah, it's great you guys got Sting, but Sting's getting prime time positioning right here. You know, you could have you could have had, you know, uh uh Darby and, and 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 Scorpio teaming up and Sting kind of being the manager type of thing, where you're utilizing that talent. I don't necessarily need to see Sting wrestle anymore. Not saying, yeah. you know, him being a part of the storyline isn't making it great. Cause it's great to see him being active in wrestling, but you know. I need him in that enforcer, Arn Anderson, and even still calling Arn Anderson the enforcer is hilarious to me because I'm like, I, I love Arn Anderson. People used to call me Arn Anderson, <laughs>
2: but yeah, no, it, he's not enforcing anything these days. But that's and Arn Anderson has the best um, spine buster of all. I don't, I don't care what nobody else says. That's the best spine buster of all time.
1: Not even close. No one else is. Yeah, he's in a. It's the goat. In terms of spine and I, I usually hate that acronym, but I'll, I'll co-sign at that time. Yeah. His, his spine busters,
2: head and tail, just just so good. It's just such a good, such good shit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: shout, shout out to Big C from Showbiz Pigs. Always calls me Iron Adamson. I want to know
2: why. Do I want to know why. I feel like I don't want to know why. No, I don't want to know why. I don't want to know.
0: I
1: don't even really know. I had to take the high road, too, because I was about to get on some, some whole other stuff. Yeah, I was going to be like, <laughs> I don't want to know why. I don't want to know why. Nope. I don't want to know why they call you. I'm, I'm just glad you're not Tully Blanchard. king of the Pine buster. Ew, gross. I'm just glad they didn't call you Tully Blanchard. You don't have a racist daughter. Anyway, um, with that being said, uh <laughs> <laughs> It was something I wanted to touch on real quick, real
0: quick, before we move. Oh, the exploding uh-huh.
1: barbed wire death match that's going to happen between uh, Kenny Omega and John Moxley, the AAD AEW World Championship at uh, Revolution. Possibly.
0: I'm so looking forward to that, man. KG, I know you brought it up uh, maybe a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about Ray Phoenix and, mm-hmm. and, and Kenny Omega. That match was freaking awesome.
1: Yeah. No. That's. Yeah. Nah, that was legit. Um, Man, the only thing, in terms remember. of... The only thing I would compare that to as far as high quality with that, li- like, amount of time, because usually when you get these borderline five-star matches or whatever, usually they're 20, 25, 30 minutes. I would say, like, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero from Holiday Havoc, 97. That's the only other thing that compares to that in terms of the time. Yeah. Like, the amount of time they worked. Compared yeah, to the quality of the match.
0: Man, I I finally got to that match. I was uh, I was watching the John Huber uh, dedication uh, episode that they did. And dude, I was just sitting there like, yeah. That wasn't on that card, but I was just, you know, I was catching no, it's, up, I, I was that up that far behind. And then that match came on and I, I remember you bringing it up, but I was just kind of, I just found myself like double taking. Like I'm legit going to go back and watch that match again. Like
2: probably tonight. Like it was that great. Yeah. Ray Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, and Kenny Omega are so good that you forget how good they are until you see them compete with each other. Because Man. Ray Phoenix has been competing with bums, Kenny Omega has been like on a tear, but he didn't really like really like compete with nobody. But like those two upper echelon talents in wrestling, watching them go is like I can you can watch them for a full half hour and not get bored. And
0: and and this was the K K Kenny Omega that I was just kind of like. All right, now I see why everybody's like, this dude is the truth. Like, when everybody was just like giving them props before AEW started, I started hearing the rumblings. But after watching that match, I was, I was sold, dude. I said, yeah, yeah. This, now I see why.
2: <laughs> you give Kenny Omega with someone who's as athletic as he is and as creative as he is, like the old, the old, the old, uh, Okada matches, the old, um, uh, matches with, um, the Golden Lovers, where he was in whatever. If you make it fun for him and it for him, he's one of the goats, bro. You, you're not. You're not gonna find a lot of matches better than somebody else from like match to match. It's not gonna be anything different.
1: Yeah. I'm just interested right. to I, see I, I, the I, I, I when KG. these restrictions are lifted. If we're gonna get a full-on Bullet Club reunion with Tom and Tom and then and Jay White and all of them, I'm interested okay. to see what's gonna happen because they, they don't fuck with him like that.
2: Really? It. Yeah. It's, I'm on, on Tomatanga's Twitter. He don't fuck with it like that. He, he's not a fan. No. Nah. Hmm. I thought oh, that so was just
1: did? like story line where it's like. Uh, Tomatanga
0: Tom sent that, sent that uh, tweet to WWE then, right? When it was Ming versus.
2: Uh, damn, what was it? It's escaping me. But Bing versus <laughs> like. Uh,
0: shit. Damn, it's escaping me. I can't remember what it was like. An
2: old WCW Nitro match. Yeah, and And he he was was basically alluding to the yeah me and Roman. That's where you. That's where y'all should be. That's because because okay, okay, one thing, one thing, one thing. Because if this ever happens, okay, there is a match with Tama Tonga. There is a match with Tama Tonga versus Kenny Omega, right? And that's New Japan's most underrated, highest watch match. Reason why Tama Tonga. Is basically okay, I'm gonna say this in the in, in the craziest way possible. Alright. Tama Tonga is what Roman Reigns would be without any restrictions, without you allow without you like like hampering his moveset and with you allowing him to be super creative and adding yeah. the fact that he might be a high flyer too. Because Tamatanga is a powerhouse. He can do it all. Like he has a stun gun, that's that's like, like a stun gun. To me, the RKO and the stun gun, basically the same fucking move. But, watching Tama Tonga versus Roman Reigns, our brains would explode from one, all the heelish activity, two, two from just overall the antics of Tama Tonga, if they let him be Tama Tonga. Like if they let him be Tama Tonga yeah. he is. like this is the same mod that would be going up the cameraman and putting his junk on the camera and be like, Ooh, and then walking off. Like that's, like that's who he's healed through and through. Him versus Roman Reigns would be fucking nuts. It'd be bananas. And I am totally here for it, totally Man. for it. Ah, cause because it's deep family, like it's deep family-rooted shit in there too. Head of the table versus somebody who feels like they are the head, ah! The drama!
1: Yeah, see that's why I said a while ago. like, I don't know how, I don't know if you just, like, take championships out of the mix or whatever have you, or maybe you only do a couple of of those championship matches, but there definitely needs to be some type of crossover. I think Raw needs it more than anything. Or maybe they'll waste it so the fans are allowed to come back, but they definitely need to go in business with some of these other companies to, if if for anything, just to make things more interesting. I, I don't know, but... um. Well, I think we kind of covered most of the shows outside of SmackDown, right? In terms of like what we. We, we kind of just been.
0: Yeah, I mean, going. SmackDown happened yeah. last night. It was, you know, it was a solid, solid, very solid uh, episode. Um, you know, it was a. Uh, what was that? Six Man took place last night. To, yeah, like, the
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We saw. Uh, I don't know if we're calling that a, a turn by Otis. I guess it was a turn.
1: WA I mean, just just have to see. Okay, it's almost like Vince just finds a way to sabotage SmackDown when he feel, feels like people are saying great things about that. Because what was the point? As much as I like Chad Gable, I feel like he's in that Cesaro, Cesaro realm where he's completely underutilized. I mean, they're, well, not anymore. Cesaro is getting um, elevated. We'll see if this is like a legit elevation. Because if he wins the All chamber, right. that will be like the sample approval officially. But Chad Gable's up there too. Um, but with that being said, what was the point in splitting him and Tucker up if you're just going to turn Otis heel anyway? It's almost, a, Man- it's almost a Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville effect. Oh, we're going to split them up just to put Mandy Rose in another tag team.
0: That's the one. That's it right there. I swear to you. I'm sitting there watching it. I thought the same exact thing. And
2: poor Tucker. We, we haven't heard from Tucker since. It
1: made have zero them. sense. Could no just eight put eight eight all three eight. of them together.
2: The athletic big man. They don't know how to use they don't know how to use the Athletic Big Man. Like they just taker is the exception to the rule. So it's Kane.
1: That's it. Like, that's that's the, not many, yeah. right. It, the list starts and kind of ends with them outside of them. Um because and speaking of athletic big man, God rest his soul. I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. They, and I granted he was close, he was past his prime at that point. They did almost nothing with Vader outside that DDRF Championship match against Shawn Michaels. That was it. And like Vader, during the 90s, people don't understand how great Vader was. Out in the, well, at least in the US. I don't, I don't want to touch on all the, uh, you know, other promotions. Outside of Ric Flair, who was better than Vader in the, like, the early to mid-90s? In terms of in-ring performance. Shawn Michaels caught up in like the mid to late nineties. Mm-hmm. But so did and you're right. And he made he made Vader made other people better. Like Vader made for
2: uh I'm sorry, uh Ron Simmons championship win on Vader. You know what I'm yeah. That match, Vader made that match. Like Vader, like Ron Simmons he did he fared well, but Bader made that fucking match. Like Vader was like the end all be with that match. Same thing. And he made matches with Hulk Hogan look decent too. Like Vader, like Vader in the early '90s when it was like just WCW and it wasn't like no like Hulk or no like NWO or any other shit or whatever.
0: Vader and Sting.
1: Death, that Texas Death match against Jack.
0: Yeah, Vader and Sting.
1: Yeah. Didn't Vader stay um, in
0: confident? I think Vader.
2: Did. <laughs> Shout out to Vader, man. <laughs> but like Vader, like Vader, literally, bro. Like Vader, literally, was just probably one of those dudes. that's, like, honestly, like. If I'm being like really, really honest about it, like he's underrated for a big man. Because when they put him against Shawn Michaels in the first place, they handicapped him then too. They made they had to make Shawn look dominant or whatever in the first place. And then it didn't, didn't allow Vader to really be who Vader. Because Vader, Vader would have fucked Shawn up at the WCW. He'd have super athletic. Yeah. He'd have he For his
0: size, he was a freak. He was
2: freaking nature. Yeah, he'd Bam Bam Bigelow. Like, you know, these are big guys that were super athletic. And that's why NXT is so fucking fire right now with uh, what's his name, Thick Boy, pause,
1: and uh, Bronson. Yeah, <laughs> you know you notice how you people they changed his nickname after like Sasha and Bailey were at Takeover. It was like thirty one or something. And one of them kept yelling Thick Boy. He's, like you could hear that like throughout. I was like, all right, this is why Triple H was like, all right, y'all, yeah, y'all yeah, gotta chill. Triple H had to get on like his popular-ish and was like, all right, right. we gotta we gotta do some changes.
0: Cause let's be honest, man. We know we know that type of a gimmick isn't going nowhere. Like if you want this
1: guy to be taken seriously down the road, you know what I mean. Triple H's just... daughters are watching Attack on Titan. That's why they changed it to Colossal. Hmm. <laughs> 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 you did it. You did it. Big fan. Bro, But like, um, uh,
2: No, go ahead, Joe. It's way it's 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 way deeper than that. Like with like when when people get to like actual main roster shit like for me um i know we talked about the titles before but what made the attitude era so great and what made um ruthless aggression so great was the stories there were great stories there and now this it's it's just few and far between with stories we just want to push people that we, we want to push but not right. develop a story a character developing with it. And, and the thing about that is it's like NXT has found a way to be like, all right, look, we can make great we can make great matches or whatever in LSO jazz, but we gotta make a great story. Like the whole thing with where uh Bron or oh, where uh our- is about to go face off with Johnny Gargano possibly, I'm looking forward to that match. That looks pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and then if they still use Kushida or whatever, that would be good too. But it just depends on how you guys are going to use these guys and how you're going to push them, so we'll see what they decide to do. They just
0: got to start utilizing guys. You know, I mean, I know I know some of these guys are over 205, so they're not quote-unquote traditional cruiserweights. But, you know, you could be using some of these dudes like a Chad Gable, like a Kushida, you know what I'm saying? Maybe even Isaiah Swerve uh, from NXT. I'm trying to think of somebody from Raw that you can use. Buddy Murphy from SmackDown, you can use him in that capacity, too. And just you know, kind of cross promote, you know, with your other shows too, to make sure you're fully utilizing your talent to its fullest potential. And it's only going to help raise the bar across the board, you know.
1: But see, here's the thing: when during the ruthless aggression era, the rule was, and even during before that, when WCW had that cruiserweight championship, it was 225 another. So, I mean, that still rhymes 225 live. What's the difference between 205 live if you're trying to get a catchy? TV show. That being said, excuse me. You give me Ricochet, and, you know, and uh, Santos Escobar. Why? Wow. I yeah, love yeah. this. Yeah. And, and, you, and that's and he's man, in the man, stable, man. so you can put him on Raw or SmackDown. Might as well. Yeah. You might as well. And I don't know
0: why you wouldn't do that. Like, why would you? Because to me, that's self-sabotage. If this is all, if this is all falls under the WWE umbrella at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I I don't know about you guys yesterday, but like I'm watching SmackDown. SmackDown goes off. And I, I was going to send this text message, but I ended up not sending it. I was going to say, look at Vince, you know, uh, making SmackDown a premier show again, even though the McMahons don't have to say, oh, this is the, this is our show. Like they have to do with that storyline. When uh, I think, what was it? Rick Flair bought Raw? Or he lost yeah. Raw to Ric Flair or something like that. Yeah, and it's just kind of like it's just so much. It's it's SmackDown is way more cohesive. Raw, it just feels like it's all over the place. You know, but I think I don't want to harp on it too much. I know we got to do our predictions and shit, but I, that's just kind of the way these days. When I do watch wrestling, I'm walking away satisfied watching NXT, watching uh, SmackDown. When it comes to uh, WWE, but when it comes to everything else, uh, you know, AEW, I'm walking raised satisfied. But Raw is literally hit or miss.
2: You got to look at the people that they put on championships on, put leadership on too. Like Roman, for all his matches, he's never had a match where he wasn't being dominated as well or looked like he might lose. In any of, even with the Jey Uso match, there were some moments where you like, oh shit, he going to lose. But he, he understands about putting someone over, but him still looking down, like he he's gotten that fact, which is actually a good thing since like, cause he got kicked with a couple of old school guys and got to learn from them or whatever. And then he got to be like the head of the bus and, and, and be the head of that. But that's cause he learned, all right, look, I can only do so much with me being the head of the table and me being the guy that's in charge of everything. I need to be able to have people to compete with. So that's why I like the stuff stuff at the end of SmackDown was so awesome, to be able to see him, just to see him flourish and understand the concept of like, this is our talent, this is what we have. And I think, and I honestly think when they move Vince out of the way of that, he's like, yo, like we got over here, we're good. Okay, we got it, calm down, fall back, move along. We got this, you know what I'm saying? That's what this changes things for. Um, With Raw, Drew wants that same thing, but Vince is so hands-on with it that he won't even push me. Like, to me, if I'm being honest, if I got Drew versus Ricochet and it's a good build to a story, I'll watch that shit on fucking Wrestlemania. Let's do that shit. Fuck it. Give me a good-ass build, though. You know what I mean? So,
0: And we know that'd be a good match. It, you know, it. it's not like, I, I don't know any wrestling fan that'd be mad at that match other than the fact that, you know, Rico hasn't been built. You know what I mean? To be put in that spot. But nobody's complaining about that match.
1: I'm going to put it this way. If they give me Drew and Brock again, they could have held off on Drew and AJ and just did the Drew and Chambers thing at, uh, at the Rumble. Because I'm going to be I'm gonna be heated if that's what the plan is. Because, but anyway, it's not here nor there. Um, Unless
0: they use Strowman, because, you know, we had that little portion of Raw where he's
1: uh, kind of Adam Pearce, you got to make this right. Yeah, they handed it, and I heard that was supposed to be the plan at TLC last year a few months ago. But we'll see where they go from there. Um, with the Elimination Chamber though, uh, it was like five matches that are official because, like I said, the Lacey Evans match got canceled. Congratulations to Lacey Evans uh, and their husband. I don't on the birth potential birth of their second child. Uh, that being said, I don't know where they go with. Oscar the title defense, but I know the U.S. Championship is being defended. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle are challenging Bobby Lashley. Usually, I'm more of a fan of triple threat matches when the underdog looks like the babyface, but in this case, you have two underdogs, or two babyfaces challenging a heel. Uh, me, I'm personally I'm torn. I think I'm going to pick Keith Lee just because Matt Riddle keeps going out of the championship, but you having him lose, which is a traditional build for a babyface. Uh, but Yeah, I I just got to kind of go with Keith Lee because they've kind of kept him relevant to a degree, like we said, when they presented him on the main roster. It's finally time for him to get something to say, hey, you know, I've arrived. What do you you think, Um,
0: I think Keith Lee's going to look good in this match. I don't think he's going to win. I think Bobby's retaining. I think that's going to end up being the WrestleMania match, Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee. Um so yeah, I'm going to go with Bobby as my pick for that. You know, Bobby's been dominant as US Champion last couple of months. They've uh they've been building him, they're making him look like a monster, you know, as they should. You know, if if you don't have Brock there, Bobby definitely should be in that space as that monster heel. You know, what I mean, you got Braun Strowman too, but you know, you might as well have uh a Big Bobby in that space as well. So I'm going for Bobby for that particular match. Shout out to Riddle though. That's my guy.
2: I think I want to say Riddle's going to win just because I kind of want Bobby Lashley to start focusing on Drew McIntyre. Because I feel like I feel like if that's the case then now you're really building on something that's really going to be actually like uh something exciting for Drew McIntyre or whatever because I feel like that version of the match the twenty twenty-five minutes will actually be a good ass match just because this version of Lashley is so dominant and so strong and so so strategic that now it makes sense now like before when it was just like Lashley versus Drew McIntyre and it was like no hurt business now you're adding like different dynamics of it like now like Like, now it makes more sense if, like, you know, if there's interference from her business and Lashley ends up coming out on top after Drew having to overcome all four of them. Like, that makes it, like, exciting. Like, now we're like, okay. This is going to be something now because now it looks like that we have actual factors as to why um, freaking... McIntyre doesn't retain. And that and that's and that's what I think would be exciting for it at like WrestleMania if it was like Lashley and Drew McIntyre. And even if it was one of those things where like throughout the match, Hurt Business tried to get involved and no one could do anything, but then, you know, uh, Lashley comes out with like a spear and then does like some type of random new ass move or some shit like a dominator or some shit and he wins. That would be awesome, but the thing of it is it's just with all those things, it just—it's really going to depend on the actual build of it. So, I kind of want Riddle to win. I don't know. Yeah, Riddle. So, Keithley's not going to win. It. He ain't got no build. Uh, so it'll probably be Riddle. Riddle's going to win. I'm going with Riddle. I'm going with Riddle.
1: I'm glad we all have like three different answers. Uh, <laughs> So, with that being said, I... might be a first.
2: I'm
0: I'm sitting there, like, as you said, that I'm like, that that might be the first time we haven't all said,
1: we've all said different answers. And that's good, though, because they need something, not like the U.S. title's been forgotten, so to speak, but just speaks to, like, for me, it just shows potential of, you know, of uh, having new blood, so to speak, or... And it still could potentially be new, but, you know, if you, if you go Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley, we haven't seen that in the flat-out single match. But moving on to the, to the Women's Tag Team Championship, Santa Baszler and Nia Jax are defending against Sasha Banks. And this, the Women's World Rumble winner, Bianca Belair. Joe, who do you got?
2: Uh, okay. Um, let me see. All right, so... So this is what I'm thinking. In two weeks, it is gonna be on the card. Uh, Naya and Shayna versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Bianca Belair and Sasha will get squashed. Not like, in a, like, like terrible way, but they're going to lose Uh, because the dynamic that you have where there's Shayna Baszler who used to beat up on Dakota Kai before she was healed is interesting. And now you have, look at the camera and say this, an actual Amazon against someone who's um, quoted to be the... uh, was it the the immovable object or the irresistible force, or some shit like that? Whatever the fuck they were saying, she was in the beginning. Mm. I think I think Raquel Gonzalez is so underrated because she learns and is doing so well. Like she's not trying, like she's not trying to be dominant. That match she had a takeover, or whatever. Like there was so much dramatic dramatic factors of with that match, or whatever. Nia has never done that. Mm-hmm. They're gonna make it Shayna versus Nia just so they can win the actual tag titles or whatever. But I think. Shayna versus Nia beats Sasha versus Bianca Belair. And then Bianca decides that she's gonna take her shot at the SmackDown title versus Sasha Banks.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll close on that just because I'm tired of seeing these makeshift tag teams win the titles just to drop them back because it lessens the value of the tag titles. We saw that too many times with John Cena. Um, him and John Michaels randomly won the tag titles on their build to WrestleMania. Uh, him and Miz won the titles Together and they were also in the feud for the WWE championship. I'm just I'm over that. And even though I don't like Nia Jax fighting the least bit, I don't want to see that again. Uh, With that being said. Channel Bailey around. Watch yourself, because since you picked on Dakota Kai, but as Joe and I are fans of Dragon Ball Super, that was a different Dakota Kai. This is Super Saiyan Rose Dakota Kai. You know what, you know what I'm getting at when Goku Black went with the pink hair. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what we're getting now. That's a different one, yeah. Dakota Kai got some pink hair, so uh, there you have it. Uh, Tim, what do you got? Oh. Uh...
0: Man, I was just sitting here booking while I was listening to it, right? So, um, a, I'm, I'm, I just gotta put this out here before I make my pick. I'm sick of this whole let me tag with my potential opponent and, mm-hmm. and the pay per view. I'm sick of that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm sick of double champions too. While I'm at it, but <laughs>
1: um, that's the golden shovel of the week. Double we? champions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying
0: to I'm trying yeah, that might be what mine is this week. Um, but I, you know, I don't need to see Sasha and and Bianca as tag team champions leading up to potentially WrestleMania. I, I still don't have a clue as to who could end up being Oscar's uh, opponent. You know, um, but no, I don't I don't I, I think you keep these titles on uh uh Shayna and Naya, this is a good spot for them for right now. I didn't like that team up at first. But right now, I mean, they're not positioning them like the two-woman power trip that they should be. But uh, I think to lead up to Dakota Kai and Raquel, they got to be careful with Raquel, man. She got on that mic the other night and was talking tonight. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a swerve there at that particular tag team match. Dakota turns on her because she's she's getting popular. She's got it. She's got it she's got it like she can talk on that mic Woo. she's 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 good in the ring. she's you can see the progression of her in that ring and that was probably the first time i really sat there and i was like yo like she got
2: it and she wants, so, to, get better, and she wants to get better like she wants to get better like she's not resting on her laurels like certain yeah certain people do when they have a a, a, a stronghold of a company because they're related to a certain superstar Nice. Um, mm. yeah, like, the, like she wants to get better. Like she's just, like she's competing with everyone. Like she's not, she's not outright saying, "Hey, give me a title shot." No, she wants to compete with everyone. She wants to compete with Rhea. She wants to compete with the uh, the um, EOs. And she wants to compete with like the Candice LeRays and the uh Xia Lees and everything. Like she's got it. Yeah, she's got it. Like. I wouldn't be like with Rhea
0: potentially moving up, you know, the Raw or SmackDown. Like they're good with that with that with Raquel in that position because she can totally own that Rhea Ripley type positioning that she had, you know, while she's been over there in NXT. So uh, yeah, I, I I think that's the, the match that we're gonna end up seeing um, at Takeover Tampa Bay. But you know, I don't I I'm going with Shayna and United to retain.
1: So we got our unanimous pick. Yeah, that's that's our NFL countdown. What is it when they have like the logos where everybody goes. (laughs) But uh, with that being said, we also have the uh, the WWE championship being defended in the Elimination Chamber. Drew McIntyre defending his WWE championship against Kofi Kingston, Uh, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and Sheamus—all former WWE champions. Tim, who are you picking in this?
0: One second, amigo. Just closing the door. Sound like some people are moving out of the building that the studio's in.
1: Um, they shut the the studio down. (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: uh, Hamelbrack, surprise, Hamelbrack, Hamelbrack, Hey, It's hard work, brothers. Hard work. Um, I'm gonna go with Drew to retain. I have been seeing though on a lot of wrestling podcasts, people are making a serious case for Sheamus right now and nothing against Sheamus, but that just doesn't scream out to me, WrestleMania, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. It hasn't been built in long enough, at least to me for that to culminate to that being where that match takes place. Not saying Sheamus isn't a solid hand, not saying Sheamus isn't a former champion, you know what I mean? A guy that's been the face of the company before, but, I just don't think that's the marquee match that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is, you know what I'm saying? Saying, yeah, that's the, that's the match right there. Um, I do look for this to be a great match though, with some some great participants in this match. But I do think ultimately the run that Drew's had, um, he's only lost the title once during this whole COVID era, era, um, I think you let this culminate to Mania and let him main event for Raw. Uh,
1: yeah, so I'm, I'm picking Drew. Um, I'm picking Drew as well um, because there is still a pay per view in between now and, or in between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania 37. And that is fascinating. So maybe they can finally do the one on one match there. So maybe Drew doesn't win with the claymore. Maybe he snuffs out because Sheamus is the last person entered the chamber. So maybe Drew narrowly escapes. Yeah, uh, and they do that. Um, that being said, we are. I'm glad they removed Miz from from the match. I don't know if there's anything going on with him. With that being said, so actually, I don't want to say I'm glad, so to speak, because. Excuse me, I didn't see Rod. I just know that they added Kofi as a his replacement, but I don't need to see the money in the bank title holder inside. but we're not even just seeing inside the, the chamber. Why why do I need to see that, you know, person getting a championship match while they're still holding the briefcase at like zero cents? yeah uh, but with that being said, although one time I'll say this and I'll move on to Joe and get his prediction. The one time they did do that though, well not the one time, but when they did that. One of the best matches from six years ago was at Triple Threat when Seth was a Money in the Bank contract holder at Royal Rumble against Brock Lesnar and John Cena. That was definitely, like, the best match on the main roster that year. That's probably, so, one, of
2: the, that's probably one of Seth Rollins' best matches ever. I thought one of the best matches ever, but I agree with you. Sure that was dope. Um, I think with Drew retaining, it's going to be Drew retaining, but then, like you said, KG, there is another paper fast Fastlane. So maybe that's the build with whoever we think he's gonna end up being with, because he's not gonna choose Edge. I mean Edge is gonna choose him because the money is on Edge enrollment right now. Cause I, that that looked like a good ass match. But I believe it to be uh, where it would be um Drew retaining. It's not even close to anybody else. Because I mean, I mean, would it be nice? To have it where it's like Kofi wins and then Brock Lesnar shows up and then Kofi beats Brock and then now all's right with the world again. Yes. Would it be great if uh AJ gets a title run and it's a decent title run and then goes, but yeah, but that's not that's just not what's in the cards, bro. No. It's Drew all the way. That's all we got, bro. It's Drew.
1: <laughs> For sure. Uh now going on to the SmackDown the Mason channel match, we have Cesaro, Daniel Bryan. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and because what do you call them? You you call them four move J. They call them man of J. So Joe, who who you picking to come out as the number one contender? <laughs> as you're eating, was it a pop tart? Pop tart, pop tart. It's fire. I fucking love brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. Oh my god. I knew it was brown sugar cinnamon.
2: I love them so much, bro. Oh my god.
1: Um, I'm a pop, I'm a pop tart. If if Jer- Chris Jericho's a tag team flood, I'm a pop tart foot. I'll admit it. Yeah, I am a pop tart slut. I am. Those s'mores joints are hidden, but go ahead.
2: <laughs> I think, um, who is it again? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, guess no more what, contender. Guess what this is. Guess what this is. Watch me work. So, you, Roman's first year. Y'all
0: hear that chicanery in the background over here?
2: I do hear that. I do hear that. I'll edit that out. I, didn't, I did not. I'll try to try Jesus, please. My, my apologies, peeps. No problem. Um, let's go down memory lane, shall we? Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns won his first Royal Rumble match, and it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan. But then all of a sudden, there was some things that didn't pan out the way they were supposed to pan out. So who do you face the Fast Lane? A la Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. They're gonna bring those promos back. Daniel Bryan's gonna come out on top. And then uh, this will be the one where Daniel Bryan was talking that mess to Paul. He's like, listen, I'm going to face your uh, head of the table and I'm going to beat him up. And this is basically just Daniel Bryan doing a little swan song or whatever and making his way to being fully part-time at this point, like hella part-time, like super part-time at this point. And then they'll face each other at Fastlane Daniel Bryan have like this bad, ugly injury and then he'll go on to the TV for a while and then somehow Edge will just make it about him and how close him and Daniel Bryan were and then growing in Edge at WrestleMania. There it is.
1: Okay, let me say this. For the last five years or so, everybody has gotten to tap the keg. And Cesaro's getting the last remains of it, where it's nothing but foam. I'm tired of Cesaro getting foam. Cesaro wants some Cerveza too. Uh, this is a, <laughs> it's a sorrow. <Cesaro's time. laughs> it's it's his time, man. I'm I'm sick of it. Uh, he's winning the chamber. There you have it. Uh, I, I'm not gonna say he's walking out as a Universal Champion, but he's he's winning the chamber match. Finn. There you go, Tim.
0: All right, so unfortunately kg i don't share that sentiment ah. i personally personally think you end up with cesaro versus Seth Rollins at wrestlemania um
1: which isn't a bad spot either Oh, i'm not saying he's winning the title tomorrow i'm saying he's winning the chamber because you know the whoever wins the chamber is facing roman that same night tomorrow so they'll probably yeah. be like the opener that way they don't think they'll get a rest I don't, I, I don't even think you'll win. I think you'll have a good showing. I think you end up
0: with maybe, and while the story is entertaining, I think you still probably end up with a Kevin Owens. Uh, I don't know if that's my official pick though. That's gonna be my dark horse pick. But I just, again, I, I, I kind of think you. it's a possibility for Kevin Owens to, to get the W in this. Not saying I wouldn't, not trying to just piss on the Cesaro pick because I would love to see that. I just don't think Cesaro's in that space. Matter of fact, you know what, KG? Screw everything I just said. I'm gonna pick Cesaro, you know why? Because that's going to set up Cesaro versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, because he can cost him. He's already, yep. yeah, he tacked yep. him from behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, outside of Cesaro, I can't see anyone other than him or DB winning. I will say that. Yeah. And nobody else
0: made sense. I would love for DB to win it because DB wins. You start the feud finally with DB and Roman and that could lead up to WrestleMania and you can utilize Edge versus Drew because as much as I'd love to see and Cross, and oh, that would be awesome. That match ends, right? Drew retains. He's sitting there. He's drained and who comes out from the back with the little uh, uh, TikTok what, what is it called?
2: The same? Uh, uh, yeah
0: you know uh scarlet that would write itself oh my god that would be amazing i just don't know if they would hotshot anybody that quick so i think that would lead to just edge choosing drew officially but uh yeah no i'm gonna go with cesaro too kg yo that, that pick i had to do a little bit more thinking as i'm talking but
1: yeah I, i'm gonna go cesaro and this is why i like I like SmackDown because outside of Baron Corbin, it seems like the only person I would have replaced him with would have been Seth Rollins. And I think had they done that, this could have potentially been one of the greatest elimination chamber matches ever. But it's neither here nor there. Uh so are we all in agreement that Roman's retaining whoever wins this chamber match? Totally. Okay. I, I think yeah. we all are, but I yeah. can't I can't speak. Okay. So yeah. And it's no knock on whoever wins. It's just Roman's been killing it. Um, In a sense, you can't take the title off in the Elimination Chamber, but you want it to mean more. Yeah. Um, With the work he's been putting in with this character, I need this to be like a WrestleMania moment for somebody to take the title off of him. I don't see it happening, just because it makes Roman look too weak to lose to somebody who's already gonna be in a 25 to 30 minute match. And his record is always his record is already already shit at WrestleMania. And then also
2: mm-hmm. on top of that, um he's gonna break CM Punk's record because Vince wants CM Punk out of all oblivion. So <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna break it.
1: Yeah, Roman's singles record isn't great. Yeah, I'll co sign that. Yeah, you're right. Because he has a winning record that's mostly because the Shield won two times at Mania. He won twice at Mania. He- yeah uh taker he beat taker trips and, and drew but he also lost to brock and he he was the one that took the pinfall that seth cashed in right so like but like, no 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 shade uh, Shawn michaels and mr
2: wrestlemania but he had a terrible record at wrestlemania he was like yeah so it's trips right no shade but you know i think now that shit matters to motherfuckers where well, they want to have one record and plus i you know what i honestly don't want to see myself all the time right now because it makes sense Um, there's that. That might be being being selfish, but I just is how I feel. So, yeah, I mean,
1: Roman is Triple H circa my time right now. You know what I'm saying? He's true, he's ruthless aggressive Triple H stuff. He's not having trash matches. Yeah, sorry, trips. Your best years were like before the ruthless aggression era. Yeah, that's because that's when he was like always in shape. After like you mm-hmm. started having kids, it was like way dead bod. Well, he was still in shape, but like he was just burying the entire WCW roster and having bad matches too. At that, like outside of because everybody felt like Booker T should have went over at WrestleMania 19. Um, yeah,
2: because because Booker T whooped ass that whole match. Like he was, yeah. he was great the whole match. Triple H had spots where he was good when he had to do his regular like. Uh, the, the knee, the knee, the
1: facebuster, yeah, the, the yeah.
2: spinebuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were good spots. But other than that, though, it was a sh- he was a shit show. He was, he was all right. And I love he's one of my favorite verses of all time. But it was a shit show. That should have been Book's time because Book was Book was fucking over. He was so over. But you gave it the triple fucking H again. Was Rick? Was it, that was with Ric Flair? Right? That was before.
1: Yeah, that was nineteen. That was like around two thousand three. So. That shit. <laughs> yeah, that's when like Trish missed the whole invasion angle, so he got his revenge for terrorizing. So like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna go over all these WCW guys, and when this thing gets here, I'm gonna go over him too, just so y'all know. Is what? that
0: terrorizer doing that, or is that Vince doing that?
1: Yeah, I don't even, even like know it. if it's, I don't even know if it was Vince because if you think about it. Okay, so when. I guess in a sense, I guess you could say it was Vince though, because it did, like, I can't really think of a single WCW guy that went over in the singles feud once they finally brought them over when it mattered, because Stone Cold did go over Scott Hall. That was Paul Beck, bro. was oh, oh. I yeah, no, no, like, Chris Benoit, God bless the
0: dead.
1: Yeah, no. No one else really, yeah, you're right, when it came down to it in terms of, like, that whole two- or three-year stretch where, like, Yep who was getting booked in feuds. I can't think of anyone that really came out from WCW looking too strong. Yeah,
0: I, I can't think of anybody outside of Chris. And Chris ended up doing a job to uh, to build uh, Randy
1: Orton, so. But even then, that was just a whole thing to go back to status quo, to go full circle, because yeah. Orton only kept the title for like a month, if even, and he dropped the trips. Yeah. But with that being said, who, who gets the golden shovel of the week? And kind of put a bow on it. Joe, this. you want to start? Oh, you can start,
2: bro. You can start. You can start. I always like to piggyback off people's golden shelves, anyway, because I'm I'm the nice one out of the group. So
0: you're not, you're not. You bury the machine every freaking episode for <laughs> three seasons. Because he's fucking trash.
2: So how are you the nicest one? Because I'm I'm honest. At least I'm honest, Joe. Honest doesn't make you nice, bro. I'm honest. The machine. The machine hasn't had a good honest,
1: honest Joe.
2: Right. <laughs> Joe, 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 no, he, hasn't. Bro, he, hasn't, <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't had a good idea. And when did ruthless aggression air in? What do you want to say?
0: Also, new day wasn't a good idea. No,
2: no, it wasn't. No, because okay, if you want to be honest, if you want to be really honest about the new day, because this isn't his new day. That was all right. That's not. I his mean, new his, day.
0: his his original incarnation of it. No, but he still put those guys together and he still pushed. It.
2: No, bro. He just
0: allowed them the ability to
2: morph it into nice. what they wanted
0: to morph it into.
2: Bro, he had he had a whole he had a whole African American choir section and then dressed in tailored suits and talking about the power of positivity, which once again goes to his God complex. Like KG always says that he has all the time. So what do I do? I take three black African American males, one sounds like a down south preacher, one looks Jamaican and the other one is just black. And I'm gonna put a choir behind them and I'm going to have them dance around in a setting of a steeple and call them the new day.
0: Because you had to do the exact opposite. Everybody, myself included, was clamoring for them to try to make them some sort of incarnation of the nation of domination. And that would have been fucking
2: terrible. Okay, that's fine. But when they first started, you were like, okay, this looks interesting. But the machine, again, with his God complex, decided to put them three together and to make them somehow be involved with some churchy bullshit.
1: Yeah, because wow. remember, Xavier came out in a full-on suit when they first put them together. Yeah, he had the so. Brother
2: Love suit on. He had the glass, but he had the glasses on that was very Elijah Muhammad of him or whatever, which
1: again goes back to my point with Step his God machine. complex and religion. The machine told Xavier, "You're, you yeah, hey pal, you're the safe black guy, yeah."
0: You're the safe well, black he is the safe black guy. Like. I know he's
2: that's not.
1: That's why.
0: That's why. Uh, he would go watch. I, watch I'm going to go down the rabbit hole real quick. Out of the three of us, who's the safe black guy?
1: Ken. Ken is the safe Joe. Guy. I'm not the safe <laughs> black guy. You are because you're more clo- you're more cultured musically than I am. Okay, let me explain something to you. Let me explain what I'm
2: not say black guy. Hey,
0: hey KG right. listens to Big Daddy Kane Bucko. I, I... Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is why <laughs> <laughs> this this hear me out. This is why I'm not saying black guy. Okay. If we are the new day, mm-hmm.
1: I am Xavier Woods.
2: That no makes you the safe
1: black guy. No, it's not. You, that's totally hey, crazy. Hey, hey, watch watch up, up, down me out me now. The black. Down now, black, Becky, Becky out. black
2: guy in New Day is Kofi Kingston. He's a father and he, uh, he 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 has responsibilities and he just wanted to take care of his kids. All right. Biggie is probably number two because Biggie really don't do a lot. He just worked out. He's just strong and beastly. Who's Biggie then? Xavier Woods got a dark side. I'll let you take that as you I mean, want to take it.
0: The only reason you're saying that is because a certain somebody put a certain tape
1: out. And, and, Becky, and, and that Becky
0: doesn't Ray. make him <laughs> have a dark side.
1: That and, Becky, a man. and Becky Lynch threw it at him, too. On Up, Up, Down, Down. He was that just about makes people.
0: him a man. That's all that does. He's human. That, that does never, not make him
2: a man.
1: That's
0: all it does. What? Xavier... No.
2: Xavier Woods is Xavier Woods is the Dark Horse. And- I
0: respect. I, I'm going to pre preface pre- that. I'm going to start this with saying, I respect Xavier Woods. Yes. But when it comes to who's getting ass behind the scenes, behind the curtain, from not just anybody, Paige was the top of the fucking food chain at that time. <laughs> I'm not thinking Paige is giving it woods in the ass. I'm sorry. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you get that off. I'm not gonna let you get it off. He's not the
2: safe one. That's what that's my point. He's not the safe one. That's the motherfucker you gotta watch. That's the, the safe one. That's what I'm saying. If, I, if I'm doing this the right way, out of the three of us, if we're the new day, if we're the new day right now, all right, Kenny is Kofi Kingston. All right. That's 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 just facts, all right? I'm Biggie. Your Xavier Woods. That's just how that has to go. We're not gonna discuss anything else other than that. That's just how that's going. I don't want to talk about it after this. Somebody do a golden shovel. I'm done. I don't want to have a <laughs> You He just before.
0: did your golden shovel. You just buried the machine again.
2: You bury him. <laughs> He's not my golden <laughs> shovel <winner. I> <laughs> two, him. Two, two, So boy, you're getting greedy this
0: week. This he wanna make up for it, KG. He we didn't we didn't record last week, so he wanna give him two up. them. Don't give your other one while you at it. Go ahead. No, I'm you're supposed to go first. I'm telling you, you go first. You just mm-hmm. buried the machine again. You might as well just continue. Uh, he's not my golden shovel. Yes, he is. That's your yeah. permanent golden shovel. Just like Hulk Hogan is Kenny's permanent golden
2: shovel. But <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> all of our golden shovel. We all hate <laughs> Hulk Hogan. We all hate him.
0: Like that's I don't hate
2: Thunderlips. Okay, I, he's just an asshole. But listen, all right. That's not my. That's not my golden shovel. If I have to go first, then I'll go first. I think I, no. I'm, I'm
1: glad I caught myself. Never mind.
2: No, go ahead and say it. You, you're ahead supposed to go mm-hmm. you're
1: supposed to get it off because you haven't technically you, you haven't given go okay, ahead and you get it off. Right. You're supposed to go first. All right.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna start my golden shovel off with giving some props out first, right? I'm going to give Mercedes Bernardo. Is that how you say Sasha's real name? I believe so. I'm going to start out by giving her husband salutations and greetings. We are continuously enjoying women's wrestling on SmackDown with her as the champion. Why? Because he's not popping her off. He's not giving her the man juice when they do adulting. So, that being said, we are in the midst of a damn feud on Monday Night Raw. Okay? In the midst, Lacey has been used... Twice now. They've tried to make her prominent twice. When Mm -hmm. she first got there, when Becky Two Belts was there, and they they just decided they wanted to battle. We're going to rush her up from NXT to Raw. And now, primetime slot against the GOAT, Charlotte. Love her or hate her. And what does her husband do? He pops her off. Do you think Lacey's going to get this kind of placement again? Do you think the machine is going to place this kind of trust in Lacey Evans again? No, he is not. She is going to be a Joe Bear extraordinaire when she comes back. She's going to be the female version of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And it, whose fault is it? It's her husband's fault. Popping people off the you ain't supposed to, son. All right, she was trying to get some money for the family. And what you do, you can't control your man juice. All right, so my first ever Golden Shovel Award goes to one Lacey Evans' husband. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
1: you know, Tim just said his playoff game is weaker than David Otunga on commentary. Oh, come on. That's We don't need to do that. Uh, with that being said, I will transition. Nijak's. Um, Let me just say this. I am tired of seeing you on my television screen. I frequently turn away from every segment you are involved in. You have injured almost half of the roster. You think it's funny. You you make sarcasm on it on Twitter. I've seen the articles. It's not funny. It's an embarrassment, the fact that you are employed just because you're close cousins with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I am sick of this. Ms. McMahon keeps clinging on to that dude. Oh, I'm sorry. The Machine keeps clinging on to that dude's sacked like it's it's lifesaver um i it makes no sense that you're you have a championship twice you're a two-time champion meanwhile ruby riot who's easily the most underrated woman on the main roster has not won a championship i I'm, i'm i'm sick of it get off my television screen just go away please um yeah goodbye
0: so what you're saying is, is you don't like her whole. You don't,
1: you don't like her whole bro? Uh, I'm gonna go further into this and this is probably gonna get us, <laughs> you know. Um, you caught. You have been suspended, first of all. In 2018, we broke Becky Lynch's face and you ruined the one chance we had of her and Ronda Rousey. And you thought it was funny. They called you the facebreaker, which was the, probably the worst gimmick in the last five years. Because you're making a joke out of being negligent in the ring, which you constantly do. That's it. That's all I got.
2: Uh, just so you guys know, um, Lacey Evans' husband' name is Alfonso Estrella. Hadley, Australia, Australia, Est- I don't know. You know, you can never trust a guy named no. Alfonso. Hey, hey, only Alfonso I like is Alfonso Ribeiro, Fresh Prince. Okay, I hate Alfonso Mourning. That's Alonzo. No, yeah, you're right. Alfonso Ribeiro is the only person I trust. Okay, here we go. The me change. Oh, excuse no, me. No, no. You know what? Okay, <laughs> you know what? I'll go there with you then. Fuck it. I am giving my golden shovel to WWE raw, creative, and writing team. Because you only have one thing, no, two things with a stacked roster going from you. And that's Drew McIntyre and the Herdler. And that's all. There is nobody else. There is no one. Now, if the Machine is ahead of that said team, and he's the one pulling the strings, obviously I have an issue with him. It's not a surprise why I have a problem with McSheen because he just does such stupid things and he thinks they're gonna be great ideas. (sighs) Okay, if we're just saying, if we're just saying in 2020, in 2020 alone with the pandemic, with everything that's going on, what is one good idea that he's done besides the Hurt Business and Drew Mack? Because Drew McIntyre earned his spot when Royal Rumble, we said we wanted Drew McIntyre with the Royal Rumble. We knew we wanted, so that's why we pushed him over. Because he's always been solid and good. The Hurt Business was just one of those things where he brought uh, MVP back, and people were like, you know what? That looks like a good thing. Same thing with Lashley, and then he put Cedric Alexander, who needed to turn heel, to turn heel, and also uh, Shelton Benjamin, who we underutilized, who we didn't utilize as well or whatever in the first place. The only time Shelton Benjamin was relevant was when he was with Chad Gable and he stopped using them there. And then also when uh, he was supposed to be Brock Lesnar's homeboy during Royal Rumble, which was the dumbest thing I've heard this side of the Mississippi because it made no sense. That Shelton Benjamin would be the guy that would be backing up one of the most dominant figures in all of contact sports. <laughs> that makes me feel like he's gonna get any stronger. It's fucking Shelton Benjamin. He hasn't won the United States title in God knows how long. He had a tag team championship for God knows how long. He hasn't been relevant since he was in New Japan. The fuck does that mean? That doesn't change anything. Then we decide, you know what? Let's let's just get the breakdown of what we're done with Raw thus far. We've created Retribution. I'll leave you with that. I won't even go into detail with that. We created retro We created Retribution <laughs> destroying multiple venues of WWE and decided that that was the way to go because obviously it's something along the lines of like NXT, Nexus, so it's like edgy, right? But then we had them squashed through the whole fucking year. We take Dominic, Dominic Dajakovic, who was in NXT, was probably a staple in the new uh, the new class there. He was amazing. And you put a mask on him and what do you call him? Tell me, fellas, what's his name? What's his name? Say it out loud. We first. don't just
1: set the bar, we are T-Bar. T-Bar. I'm gonna do that long Oh, It's true. Know, is damn is trip, That long
2: pause there. Oh, 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 and don't get me started on some of that shit too. With what he does with some of his talent that he recruits. He brings back old people. He gives a skinny Lake Goldberg over and over again to fight for a championship. Then he puts Braun Strowman versus Goldberg. The Fiend loses this title for some reason. You know what, I don't, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna do that. The writing team has an exceptional amount of talent, an abundance of talent. Alistair Black, Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, who is already complaining, said, Hey, give me the fucking ball, let me work with it and do what I need to do. If you give him retribution, don't put these stupid ass masks on these people and then give them stupid ass names like T Bar and Slapjack. Slapjack. What the fuck? What in the fucking What are you doing? What are you doing? What? And then on top of that, Raw Underground, and I don't care if it's a McSheen or McSheen Jr., what, what the fuck was Raw Underground where we're having cage fights? And we're not using people who have uh, actual backgrounds in MMA. So we're not making Shay and Baszler dominant, we're not gonna do that, we're, we're, but we're gonna, we're gonna use the two women that we do have, and we're not gonna make them dominant, move them up anywhere, or put them in NXT. So now, McSheen. McSheen Jr. McSheen married in is not utilizing talent either. We're going to keep doing this shit. We're going to keep this thing going throughout. We're going to keep this shit going. And then on top of that, you keep giving Drew McIntyre, who has held you above and beyond shit matches. The only relevant match that Drew McIntyre has had this year is with Randy Orton and a la Roman Reigns because of Survivor Series. It's 2021 now and he's had matches with two people that have been decent that's it that have actually had like storyline a plot and everything else aj aj can wrestle a fucking broom that's not that's not anything anything different. aj can wrestle a fucking blanket and make it a good match that's not anything different but there's no story behind it at this point you haven't done anything right raw creative you haven't done anything right WWE creative with raw and the fact that Ricochet is your bottom player just shows that you don't know shit about wrestling at all. Like, you, you're lost. You're lost in having a superstar who has been dominant world fucking wide and, like, putting him at the bottom just because we don't know what to do with him. Same thing with Aleister Black when he fired his wife because she had a Twitch account. Because now you're taking away—you know what? i are going too far. I'm going too far. Fact is, WWE created the shit on Raw. It's shit. SmackDown's great. NXT's phenomenal. Raw created the shit. It's trash. It's a dude. You get my golden shovel. And you'll continue to get my golden shovel until you get shit together.
1: Raw creative is basically like if you mix that uh, if you go back to the mid 90s, you mix
2: Street Fighter with Mortal Kombat knowledge. Raw Raw Creative is like saying that Jean-Claude Van Damme is guile from Street Fighter and saying he's American. When Jean-Claude Van Damme, I'm pretty sure was not born here in the United States.
1: Sounds pretty French to me.
2: Yep.
0: Two, two, okay now. To their defense, honestly, and during that time, who else are you picking to be your star for Street Fighter?
2: Kurt Russell. Negative. Fucking, but I like that pick. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Because he was snaking, liquid. He was, he was snaking. Uh, escape from L.A. I think Marion escaped from New York. Right. I'll even take Mel Gibson, Australian Mel Gibson. That wouldn't bother me at all. what um,
1: was Buddy from um, Dirty Dancing? Patrick and... Twain. Yeah, bother
2: Patrick me. Twain. But for you to give me, for you to say that Guile is full-blooded American with a strong-ass accent.
1: What are we doing? And Kyle you know it was Cammy. Is she like British? Cammy's Cammy British.
2: wasn't- Cammie was actually British though. Like she's
1: British. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought she was supposed to be because she was with the whole section. Oh, okay.
2: Because he has like a United Nations of Forces but Guile being full-blooded American in the game and then you making him be Jean-Claude Van Damme is like, that's, w- that's WWE creative. It makes sense. Let's put Dominic Isaac But over. that was
0: that was nineties movie making though. Like nineties movie making was crap anyway. Like
2: you lucky you didn't get Dolph Lundgren as guy. So is and so is WWE Raw creative. They're crap anyway.
0: And also, you said name you one good thing he did in twenty twenty. He turned Roman Reigns heel finally.
1: But he's on SmackDown. Was that, was that even He's that still in control
0: blade. of that though, bro.
2: But Roman oh. had to ask for that. Roman had to ask for that. You know that, right? Like, he had to ask and, and, and pick for he that. he had to
0: brand it. He had to. Look m- at all those that's years not, he made. No, bro. Made that's not Cena, his idea. He made Cena mm-hmm. say a phase, bro. He would not let Cena turn for are Bro. Hey, you're inter- helping it's,
2: us it's to
1: think out You're kind of helping, helping us out, though. Because I don't think Vince even gave the okay. I think that's Triple I think Triple H was back to running SmackDown. Because when everybody was giving SmackDown uh, a lot of credit, from like that first time like first two years of the brand split triple H and Rodot were running SmackDown. I think it Triple worked. H is running Smackdown. I think yeah. Triple H is running SmackDown again. I think they haven't officially said it, but I think like I don't think Vince is even at SmackDown
2: anymore. I know, a point, fact, I know for a though, fact I know for Triple H I know for a fact Triple H, H running Smackdown because SmackDown is actually running. It's actually working.
0: And my like, point is is that Roman has been pinpointed as Vince's guy, right? It's Roman, then it's Drew. So, whether Triple H is running it or not, Vince still has to okay that heel turn.
1: I don't know who he is, though, because I'm not trying to get, like, because his brother passed within the last month or so, so I don't even know how often Vince has been there. Oh, yeah. I don't even, I found that out about recently, like, that his brother passed,
2: so. and that's, And that's my whole point, like, when I say he hasn't come up with anything creative, or like he hasn't done anything, like he hasn't come up with anything creative, bro. Roman asked for that. That was Roman's idea. He's like, still it he, though. That's access. That's not that's not coming somewhere with career. That's access.
0: I'm just saying he the man had to say okay for it to happen and it's working great it's working wonders I'm, you just said to give
2: yeah but that's, I'm, I'm just trying to but make, that's you know, all but all the verbiage and you that. that that's why you're for for all the, the verbiage,
1: verbiage and all that that's paul Heyman and michael hayes though they're the literally writing all the
0: stuff for the sake of good podcasting i'm just i'm just trying to you know
2: make it hard right. don't give that man nothing i'm not giving that man nothing i'm not giving machine nothing until machine gives me something that's a liberal product like until like if raw if raw in 2021 is fired, then I will, I will, I will retract all my statements about the mix. I will lay my head upon his feet as he makes Raw better if they're his ideas. But it's not gonna happen. He's out of touch. Doesn't know anything about the whole the whole writing team with Raw is out of touch. Like none of their stuff is good. MVP is usually like, yo, I got it. Don't don't come don't come next to me. Don't talk to me about this. I got it. I, I got it. We we got it. Because there's nothing good on Raw and that's their premiere show. Every year when they do Survivor Series, who comes out on top? Besides the one year when with was X-y. It's usually Raw. Yeah, I kinda
1: gotta agree with Joe here. You it's, it it's, it's brutal watching Raw.
2: It is, it's hard.
0: Three hours worth of rest, it's hard, and I love it. But that's, that's the problem in itself, and, and we've been down in the rabbit hole, so I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just saying you said name one see, here's it, you said name but, one see, here's the thing,
1: That's not even- but here's the thing though with that being said if you gave me three hours of Smackdown I'd be fine with it for two and a half hours because Smackdown actually has talents who are who are allowed being allowed to show their personality now you can give me like Ruby Riott and Liv Morgan against an a team feud against somebody else on Smackdown
0: Right. To because- feel that
1: you can give me the cruiserweight on SmackDown, and then there will be three hours. And it wouldn't be like pulling teeth outside of her business with Drew McIntyre. They mean like Randy and The Fiend, that's it. That's, that's like, that's, a cult, that, that's an hour and a half out of three hours where it's like, okay, that's maybe, not even an hour and a half, it's maybe an hour.
2: But it's it's pro wrestling, bro. Like, like it, it doesn't need like to be like hard, but they make it so hard just to make stuff good. Listen, Retribution is a good idea without masks and a bunch of bullshit. Sanity was a good idea, was a great idea that Triple H came up with. It was a brilliant fucking idea. They didn't cover up their faces. They didn't make any, they had their same names. Their names were not change to stuff like slapstick, uh, uh, dumpster fire, shit show. They, they had regular fucking <laughs> names, bro. Like, if Retribution is destroying everything and they're fucking people up, cool. Yeah, and I'ma just say this- Oh man. I'm say this and then I'm done with it.
0: I need Tucker to join Retribution and make his new name Meatloaf.
2: Oh God, why are you adding that? Cause you know he listens to everything and you'll know who do some stupid shit like that.
0: If- hey, I-, I, want I-, I want my credit if he use that shit. That- they will put in Tucker
1: in- they're gonna put Tucker in there. He was, they just gonna give him a, a one word. They're gonna call it red to Red. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Put a nice big red bow on it. Uh before now, we 84 finish, years though, old, give it up! Before we finish, though, did you guys watch Young Rock?
1: I did not. Um, I uh, I feel a certain type of way about Dwayne Johnson, maybe. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Wait, wait. wait. I, don't want, I don't want to give somebody else a golden shovel again. Wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Is one? Go ahead, John. Wait, 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 wait. So, like, Dwayne, you don't like Dwayne Johnson right now?
1: I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm tired of hearing every time. I'm not, I'm like the most socially aware black person. I'm tired of hearing them every time we see this dude. His grandfather, the high teeth, Peter Marv, and they're like, as, a, as like a note, like a, a, a asterisk, as a footnote, oh, also his, african-american father
2: rocky johnson mm, okay all right well that'll be a golden jump next week because i want to hear all about that shit. i'm, I'm interested i'm, I'm back
0: I'm all right back.
2: so to that point kg to that point
0: uh Big i think teams. you might i think you might just want to check out that that episode okay. of uh, young
1: rock All right. Is there a cap black nearby because as you, as you pointed out that's like the only time you recognize that that brother's part black i mean it's you know a...
0: his father's in the show i mean it goes it it kind of goes in flashbacks so it shows young rock like seven years old then they show him like 15 years old then they show him like 20 years old so you're getting his time, you know, that he was at the U, you know, played for the Miami Hurricanes. You're getting his time in high school, and you're getting his time uh, as a young guy, you know, young the young rock, seven years old, I think. And his, him being around, like Junkyard Dog is in it. Uh, okay. Rocky, Rocky Johnson is in it, you know, Andre the Giant, you know. Uh, a lot of throwbacks, like, in the representation of how they look. If the guys look like them, uh, You know, uh, it it was decent. I I didn't see it from the very beginning of the show. I saw, I saw like the last maybe 20 minutes of it. I think wrestling fans definitely should get behind it. And it's, it's, it's going to be something we'll enjoy because of the nostalgia
2: factor of it. I'm going to check it out after all this, bro. I'm going to watch it on YouTube TV and everything else. I'll give it a shot.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Well, we finally got that in the books. We are uh, sorry, guys, for missing last week. You know, we would have had a nice little deep dive for y'all, nice little predictions for Takeover Vengeance. But uh, you know, life happens. You know, I'm looking for a house right now, so I just, I just wasn't able to get with my bros. Joe had a uh, a gig, so you know, not a humble brag, bro. You got a house. I'm looking for a house. What is it I'm the travel chief. I'm looking for a house.
1: You can't you call you yourself You're looking for a piano tear.
0: <laughs> you can't call yourself the head of the table, man. Right You're not you going to your the, head of the, head, of the head of the table without a
1: piaded That's what it is. Like, what? You say, what? Can't call yourself the head of the table without a without a piazza tear.
2: You try you try to you think it's slick. We're gonna talk about this off air, you think it's slick, you think you ain't slick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: is <laughs> oh, just, just my hillside residence
0: <laughs> you know but I want to thank y'all <laughs> for tuning in thank y'all for viewing um, big shout out to the uh, Dirty Hills big shout out to Clark Street Wrestling uh, big shout out to everybody I think what's his name Henny Wrestling he has some hilarious IG videos that he does basically somebody gets super kicked and he'll add like the GTA West wasted sound effect to it or he'll add the uh the Metal Gear Solid sound effect to it when Snake dies. Hilarious. You have to watch it when he when he does it. I totally recommend these people on IG. Please make sure y'all follow us on IG and on Twitter. Follow us on IG at Hot Take Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Take. Okay. And that's it, man. Uh, catch y'all down the road. Joe, it's been an end of an era, man. I, I don't know
2: if we can do the, the, the undisputed era music no more, man. Can't use them more. Well. We gotta find something else, bro. So I need y'all to come up with some other song selections, some other stuff. <laughs> Might just do Judas all the time now, cause that's that's the uh,
1: shit. right, let's, let's, let's switch it up and do like Grill of the Destiny or something. Do
2: what? Grill of the Destiny.
1: Oh, oh, hell yeah, good shit, yeah.
2: You'll you'll hear it, you'll hear it, Tim. It'll be good. It'll be fire. Trust me. Uh,
1: ironically, right like the artist, uh, ironically right, the artist's name is no name, Timmy, because there's <laughs> names.
2: It, it, it is. It is because I work out to it. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what his name is. Well, I trust you guys' judgment on that. So let's get it done. All right, Joe. Not here. Not there. But right here. Thanks for listening to the Hot Take Wrestling Podcast. The Hot Take Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the NMG Network, a division of NMG Enterprises LLC. Really nobody really gorilla. Ain't nobody really gorilla. Your face, no, we ain't tapping out, what, y'all ain't but this way, whoa, Gorilla Tactics, ain't nobody really than Gorilla, Gorilla Tactics, ain't nobody really than
1: Gorilla.